Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's 2017. The Bulls, Knicks, and Lakers have no idea what is going on. The 76ers have embraced endless losing. The Celtics control bountiful resources, yet are impotent to use them. A team owned by Tom Benson has outsmarted the rest of the league. It's the NBA trade deadline. All right. And welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My Trade Deadline Edition. My name is Keith, here with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. How are we doing? Chilling. Tired. I'm not like, kind of got blue balls from huh? this trade deadline. Oh, yeah? What are you talking about? That was an insane trade deadline. Bunch of teasing. Nothing really crazy. Nothing on what the What happened if you blew your load early? Yeah, it was that boogie blow. Mm-hmm. Got blow that boogie load. Premature trade deadline ejaculation. <laughs> and just like that, we're off. <laughs> and to the races. To well, the races. No, it's been, I mean, it's been a huge week because we had All-Star break. Yeah. Which was which I, I loved in the fact that I felt freed from NBA. I feel like I'm a prisoner to the NBA. Yeah. It just pummels me nightly. Can't do anything about it. And so the, the not having games for a week was refreshing. It honestly. does kind of make your life. Not that I don't us. love the NBA. Sick. No, we, but when you follow it as close as Keith does. <laughs> <laughs> I could see how that could be. Let's see what you did there, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to include uh, the I watched, Royal Wii there. I watched uh, 66 and 6.6 repeating percentage of the NBA All-Star stuff. I didn't watch the game itself. Uh, the game itself, the All-Star game itself was, was horrifying. Yeah. And I don't really care much about the, I, I don't consider myself to be one of these, like, it's, it's travesty. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, they're making a mockery of the game, but they're making a mockery of the game. Well, and so over under next year going to be four hundred and one. It's not basketball. It isn't really. It's globe like two Kawhi, two team globetrotter game. Kawhi Leonard just asking to not play in the second half because this is not basketball. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he was upset. There, next year, next year, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo should be the captains and just pick. Yeah. Because those guys that, were trying to play. Yeah, I heard that people were getting angry at Giannis. You could trying. see it in the body language. Yeah. Giannis was embarrassing people taking the ball from them. And it was kind of <laughs> this like, hey, hey. And Mark, Mark Gasol will be the first pick in this. in this Because he cares. Because Mark Gasol was trying. He was actually contesting layups. He had a block and a steal on the same, uh, same, same play. Position. There we go. First Grizzly ever to uh, do anything, really, in an All-Star game. 10-10-10 ten, ten and, ten, and then 8 assists. I, I'm claiming Vince Carter and think that when Ken, Vince Carter goes in the Hall of Fame, he'll go in as a Grizzly. So, you know, it probably has a lot to do with it's our first non-Kobe All-Star game, and he's a psychopath who makes everyone around him have to play. They just feel free now. Yeah, they, everybody's are you like, saying, oh, "Are you saying Kobe Bryant, Grandpa Kobe's enemy, not here. enemy of the show, mm-hmm. was actually the one making the All-Star games worthwhile?" Well, 
it, the, he was the one who was I like your theory. competitive, but I think there's been a precipitous decline in, in the uh, physicality of the game since Kobe had his nose broken by Dwayne Wade in 2012. Awesome. I think everyone kind of was just like, after that, hey, hey, like, come on. Take it easy, guys. It's just a game, guys. But, I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon fouled out of a freaking game in 87. There have been some hotly contested All-Star there games. There was legit games. And this, this that, one like, was... That felt like it was important. Like, they were trying hard. And this one never approached it. Even when it was close in the fourth quarter, right. it was always like, if you got close to the goal, unless Marc Gasol was back there, mm-hmm. everyone just stepped out of the way. It, it was weird. I mean, the, the nonsense of Steph Curry laying down on the court while funny and that ha-ha hilarious. That actually was kind of perfect. It was, but, I mean, it's just, you know... A, you, you know what that reminded me of? Huh. That reminded me of... Rock and jock basketball? That or, Dan Cortez? <laughs> no, because earlier in the play... Flea making 25-foot basket? Earlier in the play, in the game, Steph Curry got dunked on. Right. So then immediately after that, like, I can't remember if it was one or two plays after, there's the turnover. He lays down, covers his head just to not get posterized. It reminded me of Clint Eastwood's letters from Iwo Jima, mm. where... So, so the idea being Steph Curry tried to hide himself from the horrors of war... And even though he laid down and covered his head, not two or three plays later, Antetokounmpo climbed over his back and dunked all over him. So just running into a cave and hiding will not save you in war. That's <laughs> a touch of life advice. Anything Clint Eastwood related after Unforgiven, you can skip it. <laughs> he's hit or miss. He's a, Grand you know, Torino was pretty good. He's, he's Grand Torino is one of the worst films ever made. Let's, let's not get John upset on this. I know, that's let's true. Get John, when, uh, when he starts singing uh, at the end... <laughs> Clint Eastwood. I do have a good Gran Torino story, though, because uh, wh- while I was in one of the worst movies ever made, Gran Torino, which is a racist, nightmarish, abhorrent flick, uh, a dude answers his, who's been smoking weed the entire time in the theater, answers his phone on speakerphone and goes, yo, shut up, I'm at that Gran Torino. <laughs> and that was awesome. That's pretty great. Eastwood, known for one take. Let's, oh, yeah. l- let's, let's get in the can, let's go play golf. Like two takes freaks. Yeah. <laughs> Throw out That's some Star it. Trek TNG. Feels like an episode title right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, before I guess we get into any more of this, let's move on. Did we have a chance to eat breakfast? Oh, I did. On this trade deadline day? You bet your little balls. Yeah. I uh, ended up, for some reason, in Madison, Tennessee. Oh. and ended, Sounds like a story. Uh, dro- <laughs> drove to uh, Shipley's Donuts. That place rules. Uh, it's the one of the finest donut uh, places in Middle Tennessee. Did they give you a coffee mug? I didn't get a coffee mug. They don't like the cut of your jib. Mm. No, I I think they thought I was taking it to go. Aha. So I had one of those little cheap plastic coffee cups. But I had a uh, Bavarian cream filled. <clears throat> one of my faves. And then a raspberry Nah, I don't, do, don't do that one. No? I'm with you, Chuck. I mean, I if, I have, a cho- if I have a choice. I love the raspberry. Well, if, you're gonna, if you're going to bury yourself, make it raspy. Then I did uh, six donut holes. Whoa. Old school. Oh, the story's still going. Oh, you know, I did a half. You just carry those around your pocket for the rest of the day and nosh on them? No, I, there's no way they didn't make it out of that store. <laughs> so I did three uh, three cinnamon sugar and then three of the white powdered uh, If you try sugar. to eat more than one cinnamon sugar donut hole at the same time, you'll choke to death and die. I mm, like uh, Chuck, a man with a large beard, not afraid of the powdered sugar donut. Hell no, fool. Although I probably used another, 80 different napkins. Another life tip, Keith. Never smell Chuck's beard. Oh, it smells incredible. <laughs> what are you talking about? It smells great. Well, not always. It smells like spoons. Mm, I don't know. Is that a band? It's a yes. terrible evil. Yeah, band. It's, you got to stop <laughs> criticizing things, John. <laughs> I have litigation against Spoon. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. That's funny. I had a very boring, very dull bits of banana. God damn. I, I don't mean I. I know it was show day. And, Stop and, and bringing me down. A lot of times on show day, I'll just I'll just repeat my best breakfast from the previous seven days. I have I, a new show day tradition that I guess I need to. I haven't had a, I haven't had a real breakfast in, in over a week, <laughs> so I, I apologize for that. <laughs> I hit up that Fenwick's diner. Ooh. Yeah, Fenwick's got the egg in a hole. Oh, you don't like the egg in a hole? I do. I just think it's a little light. It's well, just one piece of bread and one egg. It's kind of, but it's in there, man. But it's in that hole. It's in that hole. I get it. Their sausage is very garlicky. Kind of a. Is it? I've not yet had the it. one. I, the one I had was. It stuck with me. I'll be. I'll be getting after that. It. Uh, it floated in my beard for a while. Also. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, after our breakfast, we move 
to our Breakfast in Bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I'd like to apologize to Brent Berry for not only having discussed Ultimate Frisbee, but also Handball last Man. week. But everyone should check out that episode. That was a great podcast. And I don't mind a little Ultimate Frisbee talk <sighs> now and then. I can I can feel the gorp. And I you know, but you guys you smell know, the gorp. He does look like an ultimate player though. It's like John doesn't know there's segmented populations of people who have interests who, other than who his. have interests other than his. <laughs> yeah. And if and, your interest and, and it's and it's also funny that John doesn't realize that just if we got one hundredth of spoons listeners to to, 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 to download our podcast, <laughs> it would be a huge boon for us. We would jump up those iTunes ratings. Right. F spoon. F spoon. <laughs> well, that's funny. Fork spoon. I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to apologize to Brent Barry. I actually was also going to apologize to Brent Barry because I don't think that I don't think he was amused by the Jerry Stackhouse oh, yeah. question. No. Yeah. Which I thought it was playful, but it really seemed to bring up some. He was bullied and probably intimidated maybe through his whole playing career mm-hmm. and I guess that's the skinny white guy thing of like you know so it's stuff you had to deal with so yeah. like, you know I was never intimidated by anybody I don't know exactly and I was trying to make more of a joke so yeah, yeah that's, that's my bad thing I don't know exactly what he what he said but he was like oh I had to handle that kind of stuff my whole career like, right it was yeah like, he, it, def- I, it definitely was a very I bet you realis- I realistic. bet you he could throw hands having an older brother cannot. zero <laughs> I bet him and his brother probably fought a bunch growing up brothers no. fight do you guys have brothers? Yeah. No. You never fought your brothers? No. What? Okay. I get it now. You make sense to me. What's there to fight about? There was food on the table? We, we were cared for. No. It's attention. That was a shot at your family, Chuck. T- I know. <laughs> well, there was not enough food on the table. <laughs> there were seven of us. Fourteen little Irish. But, yeah, we around. used to fight over Salisbury steaks. I broke uh, my brother's nose once because he ate a chicken nugget out of my back. Thrilled to have never had Salisbury steak. You're tripping, dog. It's incredible. <laughs> you have an what apology? Is it, steak and some gravy? Yeah, uh, it is. Well, it's steak. Perhaps I have had Salisbury steak, steak in the loosest form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, loose Possibly. meat? Yeah, it, it's basically a beef patty. <laughs> Chuck, you have an apology? Yeah, last week we were talking about Ishmith, so I'm going to apologize to Ishmith again. Um, Ishmith of the popular hashtag, Ishplace30. Ishplace30. Uh, that we started. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova coming for you. Oh, he's there. Been traded five times in <laughs> 10 months. He's incredible. <laughs> but Ish sanitizer. plays 30. I missed the joke because he should be playing 30, but 30 minutes a game over Reggie Jackson. Am I right? <laughs> see what I did instead stand, of... Stand-up comedian, Chuck. see, because of the play on words. But yeah. Uh, Ish plays 30 minutes. I love it. Hey, the... the Pistons would probably be better off trying to give away Reggie Jackson, which they uh, couldn't. Spoiler couldn't do it, which was the theme of the trade deadline. Nobody could give these anyone players away. are free. Give me an expiring contract and a top fifty-five protected second-round pick, and he's yours. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Nope, that but guy's gonna stink up my locker room." Tons of players. Joel Embiid is irritated right now. You think? Wait, we traded who? He's trusting the process. Huh? I think he's, now, bra- he's brainwashed, man. But the process is now been there, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. No, that's the problem. You teach people, you brainwash them, you get them in the cult, they'll buy anything. It's fake news, bro. That's what it is. But the process is well and truly over when you're trading a guy who was drafted six overall and was considered to be a steal because of his injury for pennies on the dollar. They that's dumped, the end of the process. They dumped Drew Holiday to get a, you mm-hmm. know, the, the plummeting because of injury, Neurons Noel. Neurons Noel was finally healthy. Yeah. And they dumped him for two second rounders. He's a giant man who it just leads like the league in steal percentage. Come they on, were get so, they were so like, itchy to trade one of those two big men and i thought the uh ja oak four was gonna get moved but we all did anyway well so you apologize to not making the ish place 30 minutes no, joke I which should've. uh apology accepted <laughs> so those were our breakfast in bed apologies before we get to our steak and eggs i want to remind you guys we are doing a thing in february where if you write an itunes review we will read it on air. Five-star iTunes reviews. We will read it on air. And we have a couple to read for you right now. This one is from our podcast is a fan of this podcast. It's a five-star review. This is a straight-up ad. I love it. Straight-up ad. Nope. Hey, do you remember podcast? The Hey, Do You Remember podcast is celebrating its 100th episode. For four years, Chris, Donna, and Carlos have been reminiscing about the movies and TV shows we grew up with, then taking off the rose-tinted glasses to see how they hold up. We reviewed everything from the Super Mario Brothers movie and Gremlins to the adventures of Pete and Pete and Saved by the Bell. Please join us as we get ready to review Tim Burton's Batman. Great Batman. My favorite Batman. 
Well, I mean, if they're not going to say the movie, say what? The '89 Batman is is an all time classic. I'm not interested. But anyway, thank you for the uh, thank you for the five star reviews. The only scene I think really holds up in '89 Batman is you want to get nuts. I, Let's get nuts. I feel like the Joker. He does a legit. I mean, Jack Nicholson goes. It's legit dark. Yeah. Like I remember watching it as a ten year old and loving it. Uh, factoid. Fun fact. First weren't P- allowed to see that. First PG thirteen movie I was allowed to see. John. Well, now how about saw this? With my dad. Here's my Tim Burton Batman story. My mm-hmm. dad took it. Took me to it uh, on my seventh birthday, nineteen ninety. Um, my and my mom had him bring me to the movies because she was planning a surprise party where I asked for a clown to show up. But being a poor Irish immigrant family, we couldn't afford a clown, so my mom dressed up as one. So I see the original Batman with the scariest clown I've ever seen in my life and the biggest gun ever. And then get you worried your mother was going to kill Jack Palance? I had to immediately break all pretense that that was a real clown. I walked up to her and goes, hi, mom, Uh, I'm going to go get some cake. And she was broken. It was sad. What did she say in her terrible accent? Okay, son, uh, go and you have some cake now. We have some pizza, too. Gets me every time. That's sadder than uh, In America. Is yeah. that what that movie's called? <laughs> it is. <laughs> that movie's so sad. This All right, John, sad. Read, read the other. We got another review. Why don't you read another? Love the show. Five stars by Bispo1358. Love the show. Good during a drive to work or I listen at lunch. Just wondering if you guys can give my buck some love on the show. Ha ha. Thanks, guys. Hashtag own the future. Hashtag California Bucks fan. One out of one listeners found this review helpful, by the way. Well, that's pretty good. So thank you for that review. Uh, we we talk about the Bucks some, I believe. We talk about a buck. We talk about Chris Middleton all the time. <laughs> We've been mentioning Antetokounmpo like four times I like this episode. I like to reference Jason Kidd's crippling gambling debts. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I also might have sent them into their downward spiral with a... Parishioner's Kirsch. Bucks-specific... Episode where uh, they spiraled out of control. So anyway, thanks for those reviews. If you want to get a shout out or something plugged on the show, just go to iTunes, log in, give us a five star review, and we will read it as long as it is not horribly offensive. All right, now for our steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing that happened in the last week? Oh, this is my thing. We're gonna have the Bird Brothers? What are we going to call these two guys in, in New Orleans now? We're going to call them the uh, uh, Waka Flocka Pelicans? No. Bourbon Street Buddies? No. The Boogie Buddies? Hey, uh, look. All I know is uh, one player has averaged 27 and 10 since 2002. That's Shaquille O'Neal. And now the Pelicans have two of those players. Yeah. They're and the only two players, and they're two of the three players averaging 25 points and 10, re- 10 rebounds. And the other one's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So these these two players, uh, and I think for as much as they accidentally uh, got this uh, trade done due to the ineptitude of the Kings front office, this is kind of big picture what you would need to do in an NBA that's going small. You need two massive, ridiculously talented big men. When Can we call them three brow night? They are three dog night. <laughs> oh, all right, that's pretty good. Bo- 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 boogie in the brow. No, Mama told me not to come. <laughs> Whiskey so, in your water. So you think Sugar in your them tea. zigging while the league zags? Right. Somebody's got to do it. I mean, the Grizzlies have been doing it for the years. Grizzlies have been doing it, but also, right. as you said, unparalleled talent in a front court. It, I, we, uh, going back to like Robinson and Duncan, that's as good as it'll get. Yeah, talent wise, I think out of your four and five, right? You know, it's hard to think of anything else. It's they're, funny how they're going to align though, because Davis is so much better at center, and this looks like a whole lot of power forward for him. I, I mean, think, technically, I think Davis, he's been playing. Boogie's been in the four because they keep starting Kupos and right. they play alongside each other a lot. But I think as a traditional center, Boogie, everyone thinks. I mean, as far as it's kind of agreed upon Boogie's the best center in the league. And I think Anthony Davis uh, identifies as a power forward. Am I saying the exact opposite of what Anthony Davis is better at? Is he actually better at the four? No, I mean, he, he the, is no, the Pelicans are once. way better when he plays the five. Okay, that's well, what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pelicans are way better. Right. So, But now you're going to double up. The Pelicans, I think what, the Pelicans, Bucks, and Sixers have all the centers in the league? Yeah, exactly. Maybe the Trailblazers, I can't, like, they have, like, the, the huge win for the Pelicans, obviously, yeah. getting a big talent. However... It is a road filled with landmines. It's a giant gamble. It is a gamble. But it's a gamble the Pelicans need to make because that, that franchise is literally worthless. And it's not a gamble when you pay so little. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, no. Like, it's a gamble. But, I, I, no, I mean, it's a gamble where if they're bad, which they could... There's there's a... I mean, they could have traded the same package for Miles Plumley, Right. And people would have been like, okay. I mean, they only yeah. they, they gave away Buddy Heald, which, again, is, a, is like, that's nothing. That's they literally also, nothing. They also got the King's second best player. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cast me. Th- that's the funniest part. So the, the big win is getting... They finally get a forward. Mm-hmm. They've been playing Solomon Hill and Dante Cunningham at small forward. Right. So the, the Pelicans get finally a forward, but it's a question of... You know, it goes back to all those huge, big picture questions that everyone has beat to death. And we won't talk about much, I don't think, just that can Boogie win? Like, is there something fundamentally wrong with this guy? And you can point to all the horrible personnel moves that the Kings have made over the years. I have always been, I've been driving it. If you've listened to our podcast for a while, I have been on the, I don't think you can win or build around Boogie. Mm -hmm. I think if you would have put any other really good player in Boogie's position over the last seven years, they at least would have sniffed the playoffs at some point. Yeah. Like I, I know it's it's a homerific thing to say. Yeah. Like if Mark Gasol was on that Kings team for the last seven years, they absolutely because they didn't have like it, it wasn't like a team that had no NBA talent. Right. It wasn't Anthony Davis taking non NBA talent into the playoffs, which he did. It right. was like there's at least decent ish enough role players around you that I assume a transcendent generational big man talent would be enough to get him in the playoffs. So I align with uh, Grant Napier there, the Kings play-by-play guy sort of who went on a giant Trump-esque rant yelling like, can you win 23, 22, 26, Sad. 27, 29, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It's a, a dark cloud has been lifted. So I, I feel bad for Boogie and where he's been. I also understand the fact that no other team was making this move. The Celtics didn't want any, any piece of it, you know, so no, I think, I think it, it, I think Vivek wanted, Buddy healed. That's all he wanted. He's still gonna get oh, you. Oh, I, man, I, I retweeted that Anthony uh, Irwin, the Lakers, still writer, gonna get talking you. about like like his tweet talking about like Vivek wants to wear Buddy Hield's skin. Yeah, you know, like he is obsessed. With he that wants man. to cape Buddy. He wants to cut Buddy Hield's face off of his face. So right. if we, if yeah. we can, you know, I'm a firm believer in or, organizational wear him like a rain jacket. <laughs> an organizational like health a, being an indicator of of playoff success. And if the organization is as dysfunctional as one that makes this bad move from everything from, you know, your training department, your coaching staff, all these things. I mean, they hired Dave Yeager. Yeager Shade. It is Yeager Shade. I hey, mean, they're, they're having their best year I in a mean, long time. Yeah, they, they were doing fine. They, they, hey, they were uh, in the eighth spot of the playoffs, only two and a half games ahead of the Pelicans. Right, right, right. I mean, they, they, they were sniffing the playoffs, mm-hmm. sort of, which, you know, obviously that eighth seed in the West is so far under 500. But, like, they were sniffing the playoffs. It's a garbage roster. They're playing fine. I, don't, I think their roster was unduly criticized. It had legit talent. Mm. I mean, Matt Barnes is, is turning out a horrible year. But Anthony Tolliver is an NBA Unemployed player. Unemployed Matt Barnes. Aaron Ofalo is an NBA player. Darren Collins is an NBA player. I mean, yes, Rudy Gay is hurt. Like, Jose Kubo's NBA They kind of have those NBA players that are almost, that have one foot out of the door now, though. Yeah. Like a roster full right. of them. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think the team was underachieving this year. I think Jaeger was a decent enough hire. No, Jaeger was doing a good job. Yeah, a good, a good guy and to bring you in. you know how much that pains me to say. Right. So, I, I, turning it to the Kings, who, you know, at one point, apparently the Pelicans were offering two first-round picks, and then they pulled one first-round pick off the table. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. Del Poor Trix Vladi. Killing I, people. I can't even... Uh, Vladi looked like he was in a car crash. He's going to take up smoking again. When he, when he was doing that press conference talking about how there's a better... But the idea, coming out of the Kings, from the news we've gathered from the Kings, when Vivek was on board with making the trade, they, the people making this decision, the front office people were like, we have to do this today have to get before he oscillates back to, no, 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 we got to keep him. Because... Right this huge Supermax contract lingering over the heads of these small market franchises is now biting them, which right. again is a comical. The new CBA has already shown its flaws um, right. in some degree with them not wanting to commit to their big guy. Mm. And I understand that for the reasons I've said. So it's bad for the Kings. Also coming in a trade deadline day, you thought they would unload. Although they're, they're in a weird position where if they tank too good, they have to give their pick to the Sixers. Right. Uh, if they win more games, if they're not in the top 10, it goes to the Bulls. So they have to land in that sweet spot, mm-hmm. like six to nine. Right. What uh, Keith is saying is don't tank too good. Yeah, yeah. So they're, <laughs> they were literally, they don't tank too good. But the, we thought they would at least try to get an asset. We thought they would somewhat tank get an asset for Darren Collison or Aaron Afalo. I don't think anyone, he, he has kind of lost his, his, all his value. Mm-hmm. So I think the Kings are in a weird place where they're building around Buddy Heald 
and nice. just throwing their hands in the air. And again, Buddy Christ is real, Chuck. The Pelicans <laughs> pick protected this first round. I mean, it's top three protected. There's something like a 12% chance between the Sixers and the <laughs> Pelicans that the Kings could win a top two or three pick and have to give their pick up. Yeah. Which is, oh, that's what we're all rooting for now. I feel so bad for the Kings fans, but... The schadenfreude is strong in this The one. schadenfreude is unbelievable, and you got to think it's going to happen, but I don't know. This has been the, it's been the story of, of the league. I guess we can move past it. I guess for the, on the Pelicans' side, again... They must be ecstatic. They're ecstatic. Their question this year is going to be... I'm not certain they're going to catch the Nuggets or, or the, the Blazers. I know we're stuck on this for longer than we usually like, but I kind of think that this is a perfect landing spot for Boogie because... What's the hole in his game? Effort, defense. Effort, right. Well, Getting up and down the court. Now he's playing with Anthony Davis, who that's his strength. Yeah. Well, and you, you can make the argument that there's never been a better player on the court with Boogie in the NBA than him. Oh, absolutely. He's been uh, the best player. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no so, argument to the contrary. Right. Yeah. So he's going to be playing with someone who can bring him and take him into that, hey, look, your effort's low. Let's get this going because he, he's – He's as good, if not better, than Boogie. And Keith was trying to defend the Kings roster, but for instance, Keith, to your point, Kings roster is much better than the Pelicans roster. Well, top to bottom. Well, so, o- Omri Caspi immediately becomes like a player that they can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the question for the Pelicans now is they do chase that eight seed is can seven centers, Omri Caspi, mm-hmm. and five combo guards, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Quincy, and Quincy Pondexter's corpse. <laughs> you ready for Point Caspi? Compete. You know, it's it, like... Etwan Moore, if he can step up, if Tim Frazier's going to play yeah. like more point, and then Drew Holiday off guard, I, I think it's it, it's obviously big for them. This team doesn't have much where it can build going into the future, but hey, they've immediately in about one hour from when we're recording this, going to be must watch league pass. Yeah, like we're we, going to watch we, this. Like tonight. we have to see these guys play together, so it's going to be uh, incredible. That was the longest stake and eggs ever. Dare me to bet on the Rockets? For one that was bet on the eggs. That was right just, now against the Rockets. That, that was just Chuck's. <laughs> I'm not convinced, again, I'm more of the, I have, if I had to guess this team would win 50 games either the next two years, I would go no. Yeah, I'd probably go with a hard no. But I don't, but I don't know. I mean, it's it, so many questions. I, I don't know what they're going to be able to add next year. Here's you don't need to win 50 games, though. You just need to win enough games just to get in the playoffs. If they could have turned Omar as Sheik's expiring into like Brandon Knight or mm-hmm. another guard who can play basketball. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, you sometimes you got to quit while you're ahead. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. No one wanted Brandon Knight. Mm. Uh, John, you got a you got a stick and eggs best thing. Well, I'm you're bugging me while I'm trying to bet on the Rockets <laughs> minus four right now. Uh, uh yeah. Um, I'll go with uh, Chris Porzingis, uh skills competition. Skills competition. It was good. Coming out party. Every player needs those little moments. You know, you have Larry Bird putting his, his bent, disgusting, terrifying Brian Baldinger finger in the air after throwing up that last going-in three-pointer while it's still in the air. We got that out of Chris Stapps this time. And it's the only thing a Knicks, Knicks fan has won in 20-something oh. years. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like the, all the steam out of my steak and eggs. Best thing. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? My, steps, my steak and eggs just got very well done and yeah. very overcooked. I do think we have been getting a lot of reports uh, from our ombudsman that we've been a little too hard on the Knicks. So. By ombudsman, he means our East Coast and West Coast-centric Patreons. Right. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> we have been dogging the, the Knicks, so I guess this is positive. Knicks I mean, it, what is really sad? Talk about a, you know another trade deadline loser. Uh, almost yeah, yeah, loser. So that that brings me to my my steak and eggs, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves putting off the horror that eventually is inevitably going to come in Derrick Rose. Yeah, there. Were, so <laughs> it seemed like all trade deadline day they were going to trade Ricky Rubio for Derrick Rose. Yeah, and the idea of Tom Thibodeau wanting Derrick Rose, Five and this was going to be one. On one hand, it was going to be a very interesting experiment of the stat heads versus the non-stat heads. Ricky Rubio, you know, outside of this year, always having an incredible plus-minus, incredible is, net rating. And this is some of his best years statistically. Right. Well, no, well, I mean, raw stats, like the otherwise stats, are, very, are, are down for Rubio this year. Right. But, so, but the idea of getting rid of a guy with a good RPM and bringing in one of the worst real plus-minus guys in Derrick Rose was going to be interesting. Pella, I mean, Timberwolves fans were pulling their hair out where this is going to happen. And then the idea of, then it started to get floated that the 
Timberwolves were going to send a pick as well. And then thinking about having to re-sign him for the future. And I was just thinking every Timberwolves fan who was so ecstatic, so optimistic for this season with their young core, now looking at like no Zach Levine and having Derrick Rose come in. I actually think uh, like Timberwolves fans should be happy just by the lack of moves because there was like rumors. That's what I'm saying. Joe Kim Noah and putting the like Chris Dunn's not ready to take the reins at all. I don't think. No. Uh, I mean, I think they should just be glad they didn't end up with, uh, you know, Taj Gibson, Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it could have been Bulls Mark II under Tibbs. So they, yeah, they they definitely dodged it. Although on the horizon, it's not looking good, is it does seem like the Timberwolves seem to be announcing themselves as team coach, president, GM, Tom Thibodeau is going to bring in Derek God, Rose Emperor Tibbs. In the offseason. All right. Those were our steak and eggs. What's the opposite of that? Your cream of wheat, worst of week. Oh, it's all this Twitter teasing with all these players on Twitter. Give me fake foreshadowing. Chuck's theme is blue balls. Yeah. I got girls. a little uh, got a show wide theme. You got a little CJ McCullough. Like he put a teacup, which is none of my bit. It's the it's a huge emoji. beauty and the beast fan. Yeah. What do you call them feet? <laughs> that's, again, that's a good callback. That's a good one. Um, Two in a row. Yeah, no, it's a uh, <laughs> the teacup, which is the the, um, the teacup emoji, which is the none of my business kind of thing. Where he, I think he was not. Can you explain to me why that's has none that not of my been, business? Has because that, it has to it's do. It's gonna with, make me feel stupid. What's well, the Kermit the Frog a, sipping the tea? Yeah, there's a Kermit sipping the tea. But that's been co opted by racists, I think. No, that's Pepe the Frog. Okay, the Who internet is, Pepe is basically the Pepe the Frog is basically a crying punch frog. John in the face. Oh wait, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Whoa. It was that Richard. Was that dude's name Richard something? Well, he said. Yeah. Who Spencer? Cares? Spencer. He got smacked in the mouth. He tried to steal Depeche Mode from us today. He d- what? He loved he said he said Depeche Mode is the official band of the alt-right. Oh. I fell out. Things things <laughs> things are happening. But things are but, happening. But uh yeah, so we had the titter. The, Isaiah t- Thomas did the eyes. Yeah. The Twitter tease was Isaiah Thomas putting eyes, which if you look at the history of Isaiah Thomas's Twitter emoji game. Uh, he put eyes right before Al Horford was signed. What a huge sample size! Then put uh, <laughs> then put a uh, hourglass, which you know made me think that they were getting a rebounder just because of the glass. And then put a watch, an Apple Watch, which I think hourglass means clocks ticking. Danny Ainge could mean yeah, you so, coward, coward. So there was nothing. Yeah, Danny Ainge did nothing. It was all teasing from the from the internet. Um, all the shoot. Uh, there was pictures from every shoot around uh, today where all the players were doing was staring at their phones. Hitting refresh in Twitter to see the next Woj bomb and where they were going. It was a weird day, but it was just it, it, there was just a lot of teasing, not a lot of. Uh, Although I respect the players, climax. Y- you gotta be, you gotta be doing that. You gotta be messing. You gotta be trolling people. You gotta be messing with your Twitter followers. I get it. I think the Kyrie Irving, the flat Earth thing, same thing. Oh, go ahead. Can we talk about that? I mean, if you want, but Kyrie Irving talking about the the Earth being flat and having these good reasons. This man. He's just he's just making up stories. He's like, you guys will talk about anything. I yeah. will, I will make this huge news now. And then Richard Jefferson wearing that f- flat, uh, earth flat Earth champs, world champs, flat champ. flat World Champions shirt. That's, That's incredible. Don't forget Donkey chiming in on Twitter. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you say? And then, well, no. He that was at the All Star game. Just Jeremiah Green saying like, I think it might be real. Like, oh, I think I'm, I'm a flat Earth. Mm. They're just messing with us. Can we just take like? Are they? Can we just take? Like, if we talk about it, they win. I know. Mm. No, sense. they don't win this time. No, they're not. Okay. It's really we can, stupid. We can, it's painfully stupid. It's an easy. We can do that easily. We can easily prove that the Earth is round. It doesn't oh. take much. We f- they figured it out four thousand years ago. It's insane. And they're rich. Get in a boat Chuck, first, and just first drive of all, Chuck, in one the direction. world is not four thousand. Get in a boat and drive, y'all. <laughs> I mean, that's, first of all, that's Chuck's campaign slogan: Get in a boat and drive. Just drive <laughs> in one direction, and you will end up in the same place eventually. Just do it. But you know that's that's false, right? No, I know. But okay, I mean, there's canals. We all know. We all know what we're saying. The Suez, and I the think. Panama Canal. You don't need to. my my worst thing to to take the uh, the steering wheel from Chuck to take the uh, <laughs> to take the compass. I hate people who don't like science. Uh, my worst thing is the lack of movement, notably on people who wanted to be moved badly and play other places. Right. Just the Jalil Okafor, who I guess will start at least the next four Sixers games, because who knows when Embiid's going to play. But so the Sixers baffling everyone. And I guess, you know, like with the whole trade, so like not moving Okafor, 
even though they'd given up and held him out of games and tried to get him. Okafor's a guy who his stock is really low. I know NBA Twitter is so against him, and there's been all these articles written like 538 was like, can Okafor even play in today's NBA? It's The hate seems to be a little much. I feel like the hate was much. I actually badly wanted to see him end up in a Chicago or like the Mavericks, like a good team or at least a good coach because I think this guy could flourish. You know, at least I want to see him have a chance to shine. You don't think Brett Brown's a good coach? I don't know. I have no sample size to say that he is. I, I mean, I, you I, have a sample size that it, it does look pretty bad, but it, right. it seems to be much better than their record. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know. Um, and then, like, Brandon Knight, who I think I'm the only person who think Brandon Knight can be an okay NBA player. Yeah. Like, I'm the guy who, like, keeps criticizing Devin Booker. And clearly, if I ran the Suns, I would be playing Devin Booker over Brandon Knight because, right. you know, I control his future for nine years mm-hmm. because of salaries and things. And he's, you know, he's young. And, and, you know, he showed all this promise. But... In my mind, like Brandon Knight scored 20 points a game last year. Yeah. And I'm looking at a team and the Suns through social media announce, if you give us an expiring contract and a second round pick, you can have Brandon Knight. And I'm looking at teams that don't have a backcourt. I'm looking at the Kings who are ruining all their stuff that's going on and could use a backcourt. I'm looking at the Magic Mm. who have an expiring Jeff Green and don't seem to know what they're doing. Like you, You can at least get a legit... NBA talent, but there must just be a stink around this guy. I mean, the big deal is he's signed for three years, you know, I think at 15 million a year. So it, it does clouds up your books for the next few years, yeah. but it's starter money or it's, it's, it's like decent backup money for a guy who we know can hit 40% of his threes and, you know, score 19 points a game and get dunked on and get dunked on ferociously. <laughs> like I look, I look at the nets, a team that doesn't control their picks for two years. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you at least add more legit NBA talent to try to at least scratch out some wins because they are locked in to giving the Celtics the best chance of winning the number one pick. Right. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't try to win more games, do some short-term moves. So anyway, I guess my, my, um, that was my rough thing. We, we have these guys who I think are legit players and they're still kind of buried and mm-hmm. makes me sad. Maybe Seattle needs a team. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're ready. Expansion. I'm with it. I'm I took, with expansion. I took that a different direction. Yeah. John, what's, John, what's your, uh, what's your cream of wheat? My cream of wheat worst of the week is Keith wanting expansion. <laughs> How all of a sudden that happened. I mean, I guess we have to. And it's the elephant in the room at this point. And I'm not talking about how bad the Boogie and Nerlens Noel trades are. Pretty bad. Those are hum- humiliating. It's the dunk contest. Oh, oh we're going to go back. Okay. Dial it back. It's just so gross. I mean, that was Chris Birdman Anderson. Birdman's about to fly level. Cringeworthy nonsense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spread over half an hour as opposed to just 90 seconds. Right. It was very, very painful. So is watch. Glenn Robinson the third baby big dog or is he big puppy? What would he be? I think he's the little little big puppy. He's little big puppy? Lucky puppy. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky the drone didn't work properly. Good Lord. I mean, compared the to... drone! That was some well, weird marketing schmage. All he had to do was catch it and dunk it. Did you notice he got an extra d- dunk attempt out of just because he used a drone that was I don't sponsor? understand why the drone... Two things. I well, get first it. It's cute. I thought he was going to yank that ball from that drone. It should have. That would have been better. Dunk the drone. Just crush it. Just p- throw the drone in. If he would have grabbed that drone, dunked it, and the drone blows up, people I can't believe lost that their minds. I never even thought of him dunking the drone. He should have dunked that drone. It, I mean, that's obviously. So, so what then I when the ball. You need to start a hashtag. So, so, so then the ball gets dropped from like what? 40 eight, feet eight, in the air. No, it wasn't even four. Was it was like 18. Was it? Why are we dropping that ball from 100 feet in the air? Yeah. Yeah. Get and, a good bounce. The drone, the, the drone one really is the worst one. I mean, like, if he would have caught it on the first time, it would have been fine. You would have been like, oh, that was cool. He used a prop. He's a really good dunker. That rules. Yeah. But nothing. I, I don't. Yeah. I gross. think. It, it killed me. And then the, the Snapchat thing was terrible. Uh, Glenn Robinson three did the same dunk three times. Mm-hmm. The, that, that Derek Jones guy, he did the same left-handed dunk. That one off the backboard was cool, yeah. but I feel like it, was, it seemed cooler because it was just his left hand, and I'm a righty, and it seemed harder to me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, it, it's sad because there was, I know uh, Zach Levine, he heard You're his You're a righty, Keith? I would have sworn you were he wasn't trying to do the uh, He wasn't trying to do the dunk contest anyway, but I saw a video of him doing a uh, 360 from the free throw line. Earlier in the season. That's what I was thinking of Derek, this Derek like, Jones guy. Like, dude, just jump in the free throw line. That's what every, go, go bone style. Yeah, bones. Everyone loves it. Shout out, bones. Here's my, here's my idea. I know everyone has an idea to fix the dunk contest every year. Mm-hmm. I think you take street ballers or you get volunteers to sign up 
to try to play defense on dunks. Because you know those you know those camps like the summer camps where an NBA player comes to some high school camp mm-hmm. and it's like yo uh, try to dunk Victor Oladipo's dunk and he kills a guy and the room goes crazy. <laughs> I would watch that or just take volunteers out of the crowd. Yeah, like I'm six foot four. DJ they, Khaled maybe. If they'll be like, hey hey, who wants to try to block this dunk? Great three point. And shooter. then you come out. That'd be great. <laughs> that might have been my bet. DJ Khaled dropping that for for, for Sager. Mm. Mm. I will say I will. DJ say, Khaled had a better performance than Steph Curry. The <laughs> the. <laughs> The, I was more surprised by DJ Khaled hitting a three than Steph Curry, like not being able to hit a half. The Sager, shot. the Sager strong thing was cool. However, it was also awkward to watch. Like it was uncomfortable to watch live because they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give ten grand to charity for everyone who makes a three. You're like, "That's cool." And then it was like, "Okay, hey, Demar Derozan," and I'm like, "No, he's not good at threes. <laughs> right. Like I want, the, <laughs> I want there to be a lot of money for cancer." Right. Uh, and then it's like, and then and then like Reggie Miller's coming out in his suit. I'm like Reggie, you're like forty something. Uh, and then uh, like, Nosferatu's about seven thousand yeah. years old. <laughs> and then they're just picking random people. So like at home, I'm thinking like, and then and then and, and Ernie Johnson's giving the rules like like clearly we're just to be one shot at a time. Uh, and so I'm sitting at home being like, well, I don't want DJ Khaled to get a shot. I would rather let James Harden shoot them all. Right, and then and so so then I'm watching they, they, and that it actually is kind of cool because James Harden's on fire. DJ Khaled hits one. Uh, I actually have loaded in my tweet chamber some shade at Steph Curry. I'm like I'm like I was gonna say something like I feel what like is like you unleash the shade already? No, no, no. Well, I was saying like I was I was about to tweet like what is Kevin Love out there and then Steph Curry can't shoot because literally if we're shooting for charity, we want Steph Curry to fire off some of these shots and they right. already showed he was there. But then they brought him out and again, it was slightly uncomfortable, awkward. <laughs> Because he's like, Ernie Johnson's like, we're going to give $500,000 to charity if you can make this half-court shot. And at home, you're like, I want to see Steph Curry hit a half-court shot, but I don't want cancer to win. <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want us to lose out of $370,000 for cancer. Right. But then he did, uh, he did hit the back room eight times. And, it, and so, paid off. So I guess it was nice, but I, I felt uncomfortable. Uh, Candace Parker came through, too. Shout out, Lady Vol. That's for you, John. Oh, thanks. I can only fixate on the one uh, WNBA player who has come out in her book recently and saying that she was harassed horribly for being straight. What was her name? I forgot as soon as I read the article. Reverse. I, I, don't, I, don't, even, I don't even know. Yeah, so it was like, over, yeah, that uh, ni- she said 98% of the, I mean, was 98% of the WNBA is gay and she was ostracized for not being gay. Which does. Was it Was it Chris Cluey? <laughs> I don't it's a so. cross sport joke. It is a cross sport joke. Um, no. Is that like a, the that's the the left wing punter, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the punter who who got cut because an- he was the anti liberal or the anti Jay Feely. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, those are our cream of week, worst of weeks. Let's keep. I guess we'll slide into scattered Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffles presents scattered smothered covered thoughts will also intermingle a Grizzlies epilogue into all this talk because there's so much stuff going on uh, with the uh, we'll try to time we'll try to time it out to not not go too long but so what else are we seeing around the NBA Uh, non-basketball let's talk about TNT signing Chris Bosh which looks good for the Miami Heat that's 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 sad you said non-basketball I know I know it is but it's not on the court basketball it's uh, basketball related if uh, Bosch becomes a a commentator, it's far less likely he's going to play basketball and the Heat are going to get that injury exemption. So I'm happy for Chris. on t- And I like seeing him. He's one of the best, uh, one of my favorite interviews uh, to listen to someone talk as an NBA player uh, ever. He's, he's incredibly he's great. He's incredibly insightful. He'll drop some of that C++ programming knowledge on you. Yeah, I think he's fluent in Spanish. He's he's good for television, and I'm glad he's gonna he's gonna be somebody I can watch on TV. Um, going to the the trades, we, we mentioned it, the Noel thing. Oof. I think I think that's the biggest story. The Sixers trading Nerlens Noel for two second round picks and Justin Anderson Duh. blows my mind. Gross. Huge win for the Mavericks. Like they they get a legit talent again. The Mavericks are stuck in this. I don't know what where they're building or where they're going. Right. At least I love it for that. Another big one. Um. We had, you know, Ibaka going to the Raptors, which was earlier, mm-hmm. you know, last week, actually. And then them also getting P.J. Tucker. Which I think is great for another person other than Damari Carroll to piss off LeBron for 48 minutes in the playoffs. It's sad Damari Carroll doesn't play basketball anymore. Yeah. Is this them admitting that the Damari Carroll contract was a mistake? Yeah. I, I mean, so. I mean, it's, it's just showing that he's not. He's on the Chandler Parsons rehab program. Yeah. Oh. 
but it, I mean, by the time he has been better as of late, to be fair. But yeah. I think come playoff time, you're going to want two fresh set of set of legs to chase around LeBron for. I, I love this. Is what I'm saying. Everyone else stood pat. The Raptors actually said. Masai Ujiri's like, like, let's go get it. Right. Like, come on, let's do this. Well, he was the one GM who nutted up. Let, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do something. And I think it's them saying, okay, well, look, maybe this is the year that the Cavs are vulnerable. Maybe the, you know, love injury turns into something that, you know, messes them in the playoffs. But at what uh, opposite of Toronto doing real big things, it's a shame on Boston to have done absolutely nothing with the glut of assets they have. Um, I can see both sides. I can see I can see the Celtic side of we are a two or three seed. We're going to be there in the playoffs. And we and might get a top three and, pick. And we're, and we're going to end up with these picks because we, we don't know what was offered. Right. For the Bulls, who are completely directionless and making all the wrong moves. Yeah. Bulls are horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, everything they do. Like, if, if the Celtics did offer... Jay Crowder, or if they offered, if they offered anybody, like, but if they offered two of those Brooklyn picks, yeah. I don't know. I, I can see where I, I feel like the Bulls should do that, but like, so I, I can't get really worked to be the way. I do think it's funny that we're going to get through all these Celtics picks and they still never really go for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not real affected about it. Like I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me much either way. Yeah, and I think uh, Danny Ainge, while people, you know, he has a lot of uh, leeway in. Boston, I think he's probably his job security isn't as uh, you know solid as people might think. I think it has to be great though, because I mean, I don't know. He it's, got all those picks. I know he got all those picks, but what is and he, they're winning. What is what are they doing? They're with, winning fifty games a year. What more is there? Yeah, I guess you're right. I say that as a Grizzlies fan. You're a Heat fan. You can tell me what more there is. It's, glor- <laughs> it's glorious championships. Yeah, there's it's uh, parades. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's rings, and that's what Boston wants. And I think I. I what he did was basically say, hey, let's just keep these young kids and make sure uh, I can point at the roster and go, they'll be better next year. And that keeps him from getting fired. I'm looking at, going back to the Bulls, the, the most confusing deal for me is, or I guess maybe running... I don't understand with, the Bulls deal in any... Why is there draft pick in there? The on, fact, their, on their the side. The fact that the Bulls sent a, second, uh, sent a pick... I know it's just a second-round pick. The fact that the Bulls, they, they traded Doug McDermott, Taj Gibson... For Cameron Payne, Jeffrey Laverne, Anthony Morrow. I saw that. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, Cameron Payne has some potential, but he's he's a, he's pretty much a can't shoot prospect who maybe isn't good. Uh, and so then they sent Taj Gibson, who's, who's a legit NBA player, even though he's getting to the ends of his career. You know, unrestricted. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So I'm like, oh, the Bulls traded off an asset to get an asset. The they, Bulls they, already have Cameron Payne. Y- yeah, they already have Michael Carter Williams. I mean, Cam- oh, no. I think Cameron Payne, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, but, no. like, I think he has a higher ceiling, and we've seen some flashes where he looked electric and a little more dynamic. And Are pre- you describing Reggie Jackson right now? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's what he is. This he's is a, stupid. He, he's a poor man's Reggie Jackson. So the fact that the Thunder get, I mean, Doug Garland. has not been good, but he's just a straightforward scorer. He is better than Kyle Singler. Yeah. Wow. He gives he gives the Oklahoma Red Hats another white guy to cheer for. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. Taj Gibson comes in. But, again, the fact that the Bulls did not get a, a pick – this felt like something where they were trying to get an asset, and the fact that they sent a pick just shows the Bulls are just lost. Well, campaign's twenty-two, um, champagne campaign. Pop pop. He uh, he's got what I'm going to miss most of him in Oklahoma is those uh, pregame warm-up dances with Russ Westbrook. Brooke. He th- those dances were incredible. Are Don't I, I like Dougie McBuckets can't dance? <laughs> Teach him how to Dougie. That's how they do it in Creighton. <laughs> Get after it. Th- those <laughs> those Dougie Sabonis mm. pregame hugs are going to be... They're going to be epic. Great. Yeah. Sabonis finally pushed out of the starting rotation. One would hope. Thank God. But, uh, you know, uh, Chicago needs another point guard because they have, <laughs> like, five. Well, I mean, <laughs> give them credit. I guess they're still hunting. Yeah. They're looking for... Still haven't found what they're looking for. Should have nope. sent some seconds for uh, Brandon Knight, I guess. I mean that would have well, been that, a move. I think. I think my joke. Speaking of the second round picks, like the the two second round picks for Nerlens Noel, it's like would three have gotten Bob Covington too? Like <laughs> like, like, like like what like would Colangelo? What the, I'm, the, the what I'm looking at? You put enough second rounders together, you might get Mark Gasol right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a kind of a bizarre question, but why did the Pelicans waive Terrence Jones? I think it was just to Is be good m- to him. Like okay. as as I joked earlier with the seven centers, yeah, because they, they I guess they prioritize Domanus 
Monty Yunus. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Donuts, baby. They, they already have, you know, Ajinka and Osik on con- under contract. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't play, but they had so many bigs, and literally, you're not going to put you now have two guys who are going to get play. a second rounder for, t- for Terrence. Well, I think they tried. That was the thing. The, wow. the market was so soft. You couldn't give away anybody. And right. this is one of the things that I'm not sure why the market is so soft. Now I know I want the Grizzlies to pick up all these wave players. I know we can't. Oh man. But I want them well, to. Well, my dream is, and I don't know if it's still going to happen, but that's the, our, that's our nanosecond Grizzlies epilogue. The, the right nanosecond Grizz epilogue is the, uh, there was some talk of Langston Galloway getting waived. If he gets waived, he has to get claimed. Right. I mean, yeah. someone's going to claim. Like, I know he's owed $5 million for next year, a player option the rest of this season. And so there aren't a lot of teams that have that cap space immediately. But he's a legitimate guard. Like, he's a combo yeah. guard. He can shoot. Like, he, he's, he's fine. And so that's the kind of player you think, you know, we could be used. But speaking of, like, people aren't worth second and first round picks again, a, a miniature Grizzlies epilogue. It, it wasn't five, six years ago that the Grizzlies traded a first-round pick for Ronnie Brewer. Yeah. That guy was never good. Mm-mm. But five games, he pulled his hamstring in the first game with the Grizzlies after the trade deadline. But the Grizzlies uh, did not make an in-season trade for the first time in 11 years. And the Heat? The Heat usually heat, do something? Yeah, and the Heat, and the heat were stuck mm-hmm. because they signed all those one-year contract right. guys. And they can't really re-sign them because they don't have bird rights. Right. They can't trade them because they have no value, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did wish. I guess part of me wishes that Maybe the buyout market will be huge. Yeah. We already know um, Darren Williams. I'm pretty sure it is going to be because that seems to be what Daryl Morey's making moves in order to secure buyout Moves money. on yeah. top of moves. Yeah, so yeah. That, I think the buyout market's going to be a big deal. So, I mean, if some of those cause if some of those heat guys get bought out, because I, I, like, that's another guy that I could have put in my, uh, my cream of wheat. Like, I kind of want to see James Johnson get moved to a contender. Yeah. Like, I want to see him on this is his best season. I can't believe you're talking all this trash to Chuck. The Heat haven't lost in, like, yeah, they Three lost months. two, two they, games. They, they lost to some bad <laughs> 14 of 16. They just lost to bad teams. Um, here's a team that I think low-key, well, it, we kind of laughed at Magic Johnson as the... And we haven't even mentioned the Magic John-less Johnson very, very bloody coup. Right. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. Um, but Red Sunday. Or what? I <laughs> red wedding. Red yeah. wedding. <laughs> I, yeah, it was a red wedding. It was a purple wedding. Yeesh. But <laughs> Klingon the, blood everywhere. The... Uh, <laughs> I think the the Lakers standing pat and not you know getting too jumpy for Paul George when Paul George has made it absolutely abundantly clear he wants he to coming. be a Laker. They didn't do what New York did when right. with Melo, where they you know sold out everything for their future to get somebody that they could wait a year for, you know. And the rebuild in L.A. is going to take some time, so why not wait a season or two, get that right. Paul George, and then maybe get Russ Westbrook too. And you've got yourself. I have a solid read though core. the I cannot remember the Pacers beat writer that I follow, but who seems to always be right about the Pacers? Ownership was one made Larry Bird shop Paul George. Right. Apparently, Larry Bird was never ever trading. Paul I did George. like the news. He thinks he'll be able to resign. The, the, the Nuggets probably. tried to swoop in and give a big offer. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Well, like if I'm if I'm I, the Celtics, I don't think it was real. I don't think the chances of him going was real. Yeah, that that, that could be. But if now, Jimmy Celt- Butler, that had to be real. The Celtics, <laughs> I heard, they wanted to give up, you know, Smart, Bradley, uh, Crowder. I would have done it, man. You think? If but that, the, that's not the same if team. I'm the, if I'm the Celtics, and a lot of guys have been pointing out how Paul George is superior. You mean to- the Celtics would have done it or the Pacers should have done it? No, 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 no. I think Celtics, I would have done it. You would have. Yeah, I, I would have also. I would have I would have cut off half the team. To just to, just to add a Paul George because yeah. he's, he's like a top he's so fan. good and as a lot of guys as I was going to say like a lot of the other NBA writers have pointed out that he's superior to, to Jimmy Butler in the fact that he can play off ball effectively yep. right. and he's an effective a good a very good three point shooter right. off the ball so that 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 would have that would have been exciting but again nothing happened um, I thought it was interesting that none of the Nuggets players left and I thought it was interesting as a Grizzlies fan. Our biggest concern when it became clear they probably weren't going to do anything was that the other guys in the race the Jazz the Thunder the Clippers worried that they would get better. And I think the the Thunder did get a little better, but I was worried they were going to get like a Wilson Chandler who yeah. I think would have made them significantly better. Um, but I liked that the Nuggets said, you know, like we're not, we're not any, we're not in a position where we worry bad about getting, like we don't need another 25th pick. Right. So like, we, like a bad first round pick, we don't care. If you give us something that helps us for the future, you know, that's fine. Otherwise, we're just going to stay where we are. If but I had, like we might make the playoffs, we might not, but there's no reason to just to give up on these people. If I hadn't wrongheadedly Decided to devote my best and worst to um, the All Star Weekend for some reason. That's just a, that's just an icebreaker for the show, John. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but I really would have talked about how much this trade deadline revealed about franchises' futures. Uh huh. 
and let me just give like two opposing, uh, and I won't even go with the most obvious ones, but the Thunder, they needed to put at least a shooter or two around Russell Westbrook. They went and did that. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about McDermott. Maybe he's not a great player, but he can shoot, and that'll help uh, Westbrook. All the Bulls need to do, really, is put some shooters around Jimmy Butler, and and his offense could skyrocket, and he's already having his best year ever, and it could be even better. And instead, they get rid of one of their only shooters. Right, and their it's amazing their defensive identity. Like Taj Gibson, for our, he's a little bit on the decline. He's in his early thirties, but he he is that hard nosed, you know, let, holdover from the Thibodeau days. And he is beloved. They yeah. love him in Chicago. He's a beloved guy, and yeah. the idea. Again, I can't. I can't let this go. This, this can't. I, I don't understand it. The idea that all right, so we're, we're gonna like he's unrestricted free agent. We don't want to give him a lot of money next year, which again informed the Nerlens Noel thing. Like yeah. the idea of paying is, you know, people are hesitant to do it, as if there was any money tied up on the Sixers books. Um, but the idea of like, okay, we get a campaign cost controlled for two years is worth giving up our beloved guy who could have gone to contender, right. and. We're sending around a second pick. We're, mm-hmm. we're sending away a second round pick. Yeah, because I thought I thought like the Raptors might have given them you know two second round picks for Taj Gibson. Yeah, but the fact Maybe. that they didn't, I don't know. It really rubs, rubs me the wrong way. I feel bad for Bulls fans, but you won six championships in my lifetime. So. Yeah, you yeah. had Jordan. Boo-hoo. Tell you this, she really shows you like the Blazers. I think if the Blazers learn one thing, that that first trade don't make that first trade. Yeah. Wait a little bit. I still like that's one of the also Blazers Nuggets. They jumped the gun. So I will say the Blazers needing still needing kind of front court help. Like we don't know if Yusuf Nurkic is going to solve all the problems, although he looked fine in his first game. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was big men available for cheap prices and the Blazers didn't do anything is is kind of interesting. This may just be they may be just chalking this up as a lost season though. Because um, it doesn't look good. I guess two more deals I'll cover because we don't want to just go through. I, I mean, there, there aren't that many. We Yes, we know Marcelo Huertas. Ooh, Huertas. That man is handsome. You know what I For could Tyler see? Anus. You know what I could see him doing? Being a kind of a Del, Del Vadova type if the Cavs want to I thought you were going to say steal your wife. <laughs> <laughs> the man's handsome. He is. I think a Deli-esque. He, he's kind of, you know, uh, he's rough. No. He, no? No, he's horrible. But I mean, so was Delvadova before LeBron showed up. Delvadova was couldn't in some Del- good good could, lineups for the Cavs. Couldn't give Delvadova away this year. I know, but look how <laughs> he was one of their. Um, you know, I was real worried the Cavs were going to get great. Pat Beverly. That would have been the. Oh, that would have been. Over. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Super think, Saiyan Delhi. That was one of those rumors that I didn't really buy because he's so into what they're doing. So he's speaking of the Rockets, yes, the Rockets, the Rockets getting. Uh, Lou Williams, sweet Lou Williams, having a great year. I hope he ruins the whole thing for him. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I He's think that's won. a great if he, if he strides in there and says, "I'm the captain now." No, I think he knows his spot. Daryl Morey's been killing it this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously after after Second last year's best GM. Yeah, after last year's little little slump, everything the Rocks Rockets are doing is great. I'm curious. It did. See, they did seem like they are one perimeter guy, one guard short. But I, I wonder if this is one shooter too many. I don't know if that's even a thing. I don't know. If, is that possible? I don't, th- I don't think that's a thing. What? Because he in Houston, just, easy just, Barkley, just Lou Lou Williams. Is it one too many guy who's just all offense, or is I that just that just? I don't think that's possible. And, and I'll you know go back to you know some of the things that worked in NBA Finals history. It's when you've got a player that goes dead sometimes, and that happens in a series. Yeah. You have to have as many shooters as possible. Sure. When you're playing the offense that the Rockets are playing, and I think. An extra shooter will not hurt them at all because no, I know, agree. But he's also the guy uh, known for his shtick not working in the playoffs. Oh, but because the, the refs don't go for his lean left and just get a foul call thing. But you know, but he's going to be shooting a lot more wide open. It's true. No, and he's going to be shooting six, uh, seven seconds or less. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> it'll, it'll, I think it is an absolutely Let perfect fit ring. for that and, offense. And he's a great isolation score, and him being able to come in when when Harden's on when the Harden's bench. off the, yeah. on the bench, and he's the kind of like polar opposite of Pat Beverly in that you know he is explosive on offense instead of just a reasonable three point shooter. You guys want to look a little forward to maybe free agency next year because I have some things I'm worried about. What Did, you got? I'm worried that Magic's going to get LeBron. KD and Chris Paul, uh, yeah, and, and then I'm, he's going to play Chris Paul and JJ Reddick. Yeah, I think he, I'm worried, and, <laughs> the, and, the, and he might trade for the first overall pick. <laughs> I think he will. I mean, he also 
Are yeah. you guys worried about that? Here's the thing. I don't believe that Magic Johnson can read. I don't think anyone looks at LA in the same way it used to. I think and I, and I think giving over that franchise to like Kobe's agent right. is so odd to me. Yeah. It's just real. That's crazy odd. And then Magic Johnson being like, "Yeah," and I te- I texted Jeannie Bus once news broke of Phil Jackson breaking up with her, and we had dinner that night. And then he snuck just, in the DMs. Like, yeah, it's like this just seems weird. Slid in it. But you guys remember uh, when Isaiah Thomas was a GM? You guys Ooh, remember that? I don't think we're, we're not supposed to talk about that. You remember who? Uh, you know who? Kissing cousins. Uh, oh yeah, is with uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, your boy Irvin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Get down. Back when an All Star game was interesting. Although I guess hey, you guys remember that was um, kind of scripted. Michael Jordan's tenure. <laughs> right. Still, well, I'm still, saying oh it's, if we look in, historically, great NBA players do not translate into great NBA front office. People. Uh, Jerry West says, "Get that out of here." I mean, Jer- at, Jerry West is is good, at, at, but that's a 65 year old man. I'm talking about. Hey, like, uh, the uh, Lakers just had a pretty good one of those named Mitch Kupchak. I mean, we now fired. we now have Larry Bird, Danny but Ainge. I, I, I mean, Kevin McHale was running the. But you know, that's the not Wolves da- for a while. Danny Ainge Bird and have been respectable. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, McHale not so much. Ainge isn't a wasn't never a great player. Bird, while great, Ainge did a never g- no great player. Great, he's done a great job as front office uh, in in Indy. But that they're ex- exceptions. Everyone else, I can look at and go, they stink as a GM. Isaiah Jordan, um, that's it. I will say uh, one one tiny little event I can mention for our iTunes reviewer saying we don't mention the Bucks. Uh, good job dumping Roy Hibbert. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Another, Saving some money. Another deal I really liked, and the last deal we'll talk about, is um, I liked what the Wizards did. Yeah, me too. Getting, getting Low key. Bogey yeah. Bogdanovich and getting rid of Andrew Nicholson's contract. Yeah. I uh, so that, that was a real good job to give them some little extra punch off the bench. Uh, good job there. Uh, par fadeaway. Gentlemen. Although John already kind of... Spiz oiled it. Sco- scooted ahead for things he's looking forward to. This what? podcast got so heated, I couldn't put any money on that Blazers Magic game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are we looking forward to in the coming week? I'm looking. It's not. Uh, you know, there's going to be a couple uh, Pelicans games. I'm really interested to see how those two big guys gel together. I know we kind of went over it ad nauseum, but I think uh, this H- had to be done. I, I, I just, I'm excited to see these two kind of talent play together and see what it turns into. It's either going to be the greatest display of power basketball we've ever seen or a complete show. Yeah. I'm with you, Chuck. I'm just like Owen Wilson and Rushmore just saying, Wildcat. <laughs> Thinking about that Kentucky front court. Yeah. Well, mm. John, the the other thing, though, is they're going to need an above-average point guard, and I thought they might Say have. Drew Holiday? Well, I mean, Drew Holiday's really good. He's really, He's really killing good. it. But I think... They're going to need... Two guards in depth. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Omri Caspi and, and they need, that three. They need Omri Caspi to be healthy. Yeah. But they, they, I, I think that'll it'll look Let's good get behind us. this bandwagon, boys. It's going to be fun. I said it the minute that Yes, we Pelican. I'm a Pelican fan. I don't know. I'm, still, I'm still mad about the King Cake Baby I'm about stealing that Twitter account from Mason. That's so gross. Yeah, but that King Cake Baby is so gloriously terrifying. It's, it's horrible. It it's is, horrifying. It should be our, our mascot. What I'm looking forward to. If, Chuck, if you shave your beard, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah I do look <laughs> like the King Cake Baby without a beard. Uh, my part fadeaway is uh, unexpectedly. I got myself. I'm gonna go to Indianapolis tomorrow. Go see the Grizz play. You are. I'm just driving up for That's real. Cool. I might go visit my my sisters in Cincinnati. That's, That's cool. sort of on the way. Not yeah. really, but they're, they're closest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the uh, Naptown. I'm gonna buy a ticket like a spectator, sitting there just by myself. Should go see a Butler game while you're up there. Not gonna do it. Hinkle Hinky Fieldhouse. Not gonna it? do it. Uh, and also, I guess my, my parfait away is the final word on uh, our lack of a Grizz epilogue. I look forward to the Grizzlies' second half of the, or final, what, third, of, yeah. fourth of the season. Uh, will they shorten their roster? Will they stop playing Chandler Parsons? Will they find someone off the trash heap that is the buyout market to improve on Tony Douglas? Although, congratulations, Tony Douglas. Signed for the year. Good boy. Although, if he gets cut, they still have like a couple million dollar wiggle room before they have that luxury tax. Keith, so they really? could buy someone else. Keith. Yes, sir. They're not going to stop playing Chandler Parsons. I know. I mean, the only. Do you thing remember you can... when they signed him for? Uh, I think it was roughly two point one billion dollars. He is worth a GDP uh... of Ghana. All right, well, you guys remember to write those five star iTunes reviews. Five star, uh, five if you want to support us, we appreciate our new Patreon supporters. Go to Patreon.com/slash/FastBreak. Breakfast, you guys are awesome who are doing that. Uh, go to the Stepback.com for all your NBA news and entertainment. Like us on Facebook. Follow Watch us. the movie Running Man on Netflix. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Fast Break Break. 
You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fair break, break, man. You understand? Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.